0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. Today, I'm super excited. We're going to talk about how to transition from trauma and grief to triumph and glory with author, advocate, and speaker, Amanda Wilson. You are listening to the Purpose of Money podcast, a podcast where we talk about ways to build wealth and create more freedom in your life today. I am your host, Aquania Escarnet. Amanda has been employed with the Florida Department of Children and Families for over 17 years. She began her career upon graduating from Bethune-Cookman University, and later she earned her master's degree in counseling and psychology from Troy University. Amanda is a registered mental health counselor intern with the state of Florida Department of Health, and she also has a passion for serving the most vulnerable populations. She's a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, where she's also an officer in the local chapter, and she currently serves as the chairman of the Circuit 10 Human Trafficking Task Force. Aside from her work in the department as a mental health counselor and within the community, Amanda has recently ventured into the world of writing, and she is a brand new author of her own book, You Can Soar, A Life Memoir. She's also the founder and CEO of the Be Like Ike Foundation Incorporated, which is a nonprofit for purpose inspired by the life and legacy for her late husband, Isaiah Ike Wilson. And she's the mom of two wonderful children and enjoys sports and extracurricular activities with her family. Hey Amanda, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello, thank you for having me. Very, very excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to hear more about your story. Um, you are the first guest that my husband has insisted I have on the show. <laughs> oh, <Lord>. And <laughs> <laughs> it was so interesting because he listens to the show and he never recommends guests. But as soon as he heard about your book, and obviously your husband, he thought this would be a good topic. Because for those who don't know, you know, my husband is also Greek, and he's an iota. And um, Ike is, was um, his frat brother. And um, my husband and I, I you may not know this, but my husband and I have known each other almost 20 years. And so I actually have known your husband as well, because when we were dating, I had the pleasure of meeting a lot of his frat brothers. Mm-hmm. And um, in the journey that you've gone through, you know, we've been supportive and we've really mm-hmm. tried to do whatever we can to help. And this was my husband's effort to get your story out there. And it was perfect timing because it was a point where I was also looking for more personable stories to put on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh yeah, that's, you don't have to convince me. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's an easy sell. Amanda's awesome. So thank you. I'm story that. short, that's where we are. <laughs> and, and I really want you to share a little bit more about your story with my listeners, because I know that what you've gone through over the last couple of years is definitely something that some of my listeners have gone through, some of even my recent guests. Mm -hmm. And I think you have a lot of value you can add there. So without further ado, (laughs) let's hop into this story that begins with love. So tell me, how did you and Ike meet? Wonderful. We actually
1: met at Troy University in graduate school and we had our very first class together and walked in. I was late to class. (laughs) (laughs) And well, the, the place was really far. It was in another county and Ike was already in class and i sat next to him and we started chatting in our very first class we had to get with partners to work on a project very early on and so very early on since we were sitting next to each other we recognized or discovered that we both were child protective investigators with the department of children and families And so right away, we were like, we have to be partners because we knew partnering with anybody else would not be good because of how our schedules were. We Mm -hmm. had crazy schedules being CPIs. Um, You could get calls at 5 p.m., you know, and have to be out super late. And this was a class that was evening and weekends. Mm -hmm. So we said, okay, let's partner. We didn't know one another at work because we we worked in different counties so, after the first class, we partnered really well in that class, did our project together and, and did awesome. And we said, oh, we have to have every class together because we worked so well together. So, you know, just kind of a natural thing what's the next class you're taking? And we wanted to get through with this graduate degree as soon as possible, given our careers. So, we you know, committed to taking every class in order, no matter where it was being offered. So I think the next class is being offered in like Leesburg, Florida. I had never even heard of Leesburg, Florida. And he was like, oh, I know where it's at. It's just, you know, Ike knows he's Florida boy in and out and he knows every back road and street. And he's like, yeah, we can get there. So every class there forward, I, you know, would link with him. He would just I would follow him or I'd hop in his car and we'd go to class wherever it was. We took classes in Leesburg, Winter Park, some other random places, wherever they were offering our next class that we needed to take. Um, So we went through our whole whole graduate program that way. And uh, one, you know, like a year in, it's when Spirit Airlines, I know, you guys know who Spirit Airlines is, right? (laughs) But right, I don't know if you guys remember, it was around 2006, 2007 when they first launched and they had like a penny sale for their first launch. And we were like, oh my gosh, let's go to Jamaica. It's only a penny. So we paid about a hundred bucks total and we went to Jamaica together and we were good graduate school friend buddies. Um, And everyone was like, you're, going to Jamaica with this guy who you claim is just your friend you know and everyone said you know before we went they were like you guys are gonna get married if you're going to Jamaica together and this is just your friend but that's how our relationship was we were really really good friends um and then I think I probably was in denial for, you know, until he proposed to me, (laughs) my friends at my wedding, I have, um, we have pictures where they're like, you know, the photographer caught them like this when they were doing their speech. Cause, um, they say up until, you know, I was always like, he's just my friend until I was like, oh, we're engaged. We're getting married. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think that's what made our relationship so beautiful. It's that we were really, really, really good friends, you know, and we, um...
0: that's funny. So, and you were serious, you were not playing, like just hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. But you obviously, I, I'm assuming you didn't date anyone else either. So yeah. it worked out for the better, yeah. um, but I love it. You said until he proposed, <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. yeah. So then what happened? Um, You guys were friends, you got married and you committed to happily ever after, but what changed?
1: Well, um, shortly into our marriage, uh, we, well, we had, we had a Maya right away. We actually had a Maya right. We got engaged Um, We're planning our wedding. And then I got pregnant. I literally had Amaya right before our wedding. So it was like this, oh my God, we have this whole wedding planned. And now either we push it or I just need to snap back real fast, push this baby out. And like, (laughs) so that's what we did. Um, So we started a family pretty, you know, um, Amaya was she was a surprise to us but a welcome surprise and and um we wanted to have our children fairly close we so we definitely planned to have my son after she turned 1 um and we did and as soon as you know we knew he was a boy we were solid and happy that our family was complete with our boy and girl and when they were um young, um, in 2014. So my son was barely three. Um, he, he got his cancer diagnosis and from there he was, you know, he started, um, he had been sick and they couldn't figure out what was going on with him. So he was sick for a little bit, you know, before we actually got the diagnosis, he actually had his first tumor so to speak in 2007 before we even got married so that was then and since 2007 we were monitoring and he had you know follow-ups and things at that time his tumor was um, known to be benign and and wasn't causing any issues until closer to 2014 so in 2014 he got his official diagnosis and the initial course of treatment was um, uh, a a uh, a resection of his liver. So they went in and cut out as many tumors as they could. At that time, they could not take out all of the tumors because of where they were located in his liver. So you know, he never really went into remission from 2014. It was kind of like a we'll just try and stabilize him um, and and you know do the best that we can from here super, super, um, strong man, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was treatment after treatment, after treatment from 2014 until 2021, um, when he gained his angel wings. So it was, you know, he never really wanted to do chemotherapy, but he was forced to at the very, very end. Um, in from 2020 to 2021 so we did everything else that we could you know Um, Mm -hmm. there was radiation there was different um, injections there was different pills just every single thing and you know as time goes on there's there's constant studies and research and and different um, things coming out so we actually um, were hopeful at some new treatments coming forward and, and you know, so 2021, um, the battle concluded and, and, you know, through that time, we had great memories as a family, though we were facing um, his battle. We, we still, he was such a warrior. He, our kids did not know at all what he yeah. was going through, um, regardless of all the treatments and, and he would get sick and he would get better. He would be down and he would come up and that's what our kids knew. You know, they didn't know, they knew, um, daddy had something wrong with his stomach, but Amaya interestingly was born with lactose intolerance. So she thought she got it from daddy and they both just suffered from the same thing. Like he would just have stomach issues and, and so would she, and um, so they never actually knew that he was battling cancer um, until you know I have, had to tell them at the very very end. Wow! And yeah. So they so we lived like a
0: great life. Long. <laughs> right. Right. Like make memories. Let's go through this. So travel. That, you know. Yeah. celebrate, Do just holidays. Everything didn't
1: let anything stop him. Now. Um, He had, he had, you know, he struggled, especially when he was going through treatments. So he may miss, you know, when we would go to kid birthday parties, it would be me by myself taking the kids, maybe things like that. But overall, he was always there. He didn't let his illness stop him
0: for I love that wonderful father and husband right and you as a wife a caretaker and a mother I'm sure you had a lot on your shoulders and you're you're still working right (laughs) you're still working this entire time so I'd love to know you know how did you juggle and balance all of this at the same time and you know what are some of the tips that you might want to provide someone in a similar situation?
1: So one of my big, big things is taking care of yourself. <laughs> you have to take the time out for yourself. Um, and that can, that can really get put on the back burner when you're giving, when you're a caretaker, when you're a mom and, and my job is um. You know, serving others. So I'm really, really big on making sure that um, if I don't have it in me, I really can't give it to others, you know. And so I exercise. I am really big on feeding my mind, body, soul, spirit, you know, everything, my emotions um, on a regular basis. And it does get away from me. I do neglect myself at times. And uh, I have paid for it, you know, my health has paid for it. And so I think it's so 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 important that you do the things to take care of yourself. Um, What matters most to you take the time out, it, it's not hard and it doesn't take long, you know, yeah. um, it really, really doesn't. I know we often get into the rut of you don't have time and um, it doesn't take time to feed your soul. It doesn't take time to really move your body and and take the time out. And, and I'm a firm believer that you pay for it now or you pay for it later, you know? Mm. Um, so that's huge for me, taking care of myself, eating things that are good for my body, um, doing things that are good for me and not putting a bunch of junk in and and um and you know things drugs alcohol all of those things i'm even like a stickler on having to take prescription meds you know um and then i i truly could not do without my support system Um, I have a a big support system with my husband's family, with my family, um, within my sorority, with my good girlfriends. So tap into your village, tap into your support system. Um, Everybody has somebody. And I know sometimes it does feel like you're alone in the journey. Sometimes people you don't know anyone else who's gone through what you've gone through, um, but they still love and care for you. And there, there is somebody um, or something. And if, if there, if you don't know of a physical body, I mean, I, am a very faithful person. So I tap into my, you know, God that I know doesn't leave my side, even when it feels like there's no one on my left or my right, you know,
0: Absolutely.
1: I, I definitely tap into my faith so if, if that's you then then I highly recommend that because um, that will never never leave you you know um I'm a firm believer you have everything within you that that you need and and he has given us that so um and I mean your your support system taking care of yourself, taking time out to care for yourself um, and leaning on your faith I think those are are my major
0: things. Hey guys, I just wanted to tell you about a free real estate challenge that I'm hosting. It's called the purpose of money, leave a legacy real estate edition. And I want you to learn different ways to invest in real estate. This week, we're talking about how to invest in hotels, short-term rentals, buying your own dream home or rentals to build a real estate portfolio, and more. I encourage you to join us each night. An expert will talk about their expertise in real estate investing. To sign up, please check out bit.ly slash P-O-M-R-E challenge. If you want to join us for free, you can every night from 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 8.30 p.m. And if you want to get access to the replays, they will be available for sale for $47. Hope you can join the challenge. Just visit bit.ly slash challenge. I think those are great and they're really important. And I, I really like what you said. So like for me... I take time to get massages. I take time to read and just to be alone sometimes Mm -hmm. because a house with kids can get noisy. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people wanting your attention at the same time. So I love that you're kind of sharing that truth, that honesty. And I definitely appreciate that, you know, you remind us that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to have support. Mm -hmm. And, And it's important because, I don't think God intends for us to go through any major milestones alone. Right. And mm-hmm. um, after your husband passed, I'm sure that was something you had to process, not only for yourself, but also with your kids, you know, mm-hmm. and um, helping them get through mm-hmm. this transition, you know, daddy's here now, daddy's not. Um Is that part of what inspired you to create your foundation, Be Like Ike Foundation? Or just tell me a little bit more about that. You know, what inspired you to create it and how is that helping you through your grief process?
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly what inspired it. There's a few things, right? Um, I, I definitely feel like it has helped the kids and I through this journey, hardest thing ever to walk, um, through grief period as an individual, right? The grief journey is so, so hard. Um, and everyone's journey is very unique to them and to, to, to do it with children and to try and, you know, help your children through, oh my goodness. Um, so That's definitely part of the reason um, for the foundation in speaking with the kids through all of this. I I tried very, very hard to include them in every step of the way with the plans for daddy, what we're going to do from, you know, we had his car in the park in the, you know, in the driveway for A lot of months because it's like well what are we going to do with the car um and i tried to incorporate them again every step of the way what do you want to do with daddy's clothes you know and so we tried to do um things to help others with everything we donated um his nice you know nice shirts and ties and things to the mentor um program that he used to be over at his high school and the car we donated to a family that needed it and so after donating his clothes actually I dropped him off at the school and I was like there's no reason we shouldn't be able to continue to help others through his legacy. You know, it just felt good to know that um, his things, though he's no longer here, they're blessing someone else. Um, So talking to the kids, I was like, hey, what do you guys think of being able to continue to do these things? There was one other thing, um, the Orlando Sports Foundation, they actually gave a $500 scholarship to a teacher at his old high school um, at one of the all-star game last year. And all of those things, I'm like, there's no reason we can't continue to do this as a family. So I talked to the kids. And they were like, you know, yeah, that would be great. Not really understanding. And me too, not really knowing what we were fully getting ourselves into. Um, But they're, you know, and they were so bought in. So we're like, let's do this. And we started on the journey. It was within the first year. It was actually just a few months after that we were talking about it and started um, doing what we needed to do. And it really, really helped us to focus on, on his legacy. And, uh, you know, it helped us to, I feel like it's helped us to, realize that he doesn't have to be gone. He's always here with us. Um, it's just will be a lasting legacy. When we talked about it, we talked about them taking it over. They're not allowed technically because they're not 18 yet to be board members, but they've been here from day one. And my, my daughter actually took the minutes for our first meeting and typed them all up, you know. Um, so it's definitely something that I see them carrying on and then their children and then it just growing and it being his lasting legacy, you know? So um, that's definitely something that has helped us through this last year and some change for sure. I
0: love that. That's so beautiful. So, so often as entrepreneurs, I talk to other entrepreneur moms about hiring our kids in our business and making them a part of the decision-making process. Mm -hmm. But having them take the minutes and having them decide what happens to his things just gives them ownership and excitement about being involved in the process. And I think you taught your children Invaluable lessons about the impact that they can make, right? Because even if they can't officially be board members, they're seeing the impact that what the foundation is doing and who it's helping and how it's changing lives. And Mm -hmm. that's forever, you know, Mm -hmm. those memories that spirit is going to probably inspire them to change the world like Mm -hmm. you don't know what they're going to do just yet but you already know they've been given um, a vision of what's possible Mm -hmm. and something that they can proudly continue so I think that's beautiful so kudos to you as a mom on finding ways for them to participate and not leaving them out of the process that's definitely the hope, sure. <laughs> So I want to talk about your new venture as an author and mm-hmm. your decision to write the book, You Can Soar, Your Life's Memoir. Um, what is it that made you feel it was time to tell your story? And what was the writing process like? I'm always curious to know, did you struggle? Did you schedule hours? Did you knock it out in a weekend? Like, what was oh, it like oh, writing a book?
1: <laughs> oh, no. So this was years, years, years. I literally have been writing for years since I was alive. He was sitting next to me and I'm writing, you know, so, um, it's the process was a long time coming (laughs) and I think that um and and for years I tried to you know as the new year rolls around I'm like okay I did try that all right I'm gonna ride on Monday Wednesday Friday evenings from six to seven (laughs) you know like definitely tried that um tried probably every which avenue you could think of and I think just in the last year after losing Ike it helped again, help my healing and and process. And I was just writing my thoughts and my feelings, you know, and just going through that, I was like, okay, it's definitely time um, to just get it done. Because the more and more writing helps me, Uh, and when I'm thinking through things, I have to write them out. And as I was going, I'm like, I'm going to keep writing and writing and I'll never get it done. So I really, really just have to give myself a deadline and say, whatever it looks like, this is what it is. I have to put it out there because I, I just wanted to, I just felt like it's, it's definitely time, you know, um, So, and and then I started to transition, like, you know, it went from like memoir to, now there's a different piece. There's this grieving widow mom and, you know, the grief process. And I was like, it's transitioning to something totally different. And I don't want to lose, you know, just, you know, the life memoir piece. And at that point I was like, well, I can always do another one if I need to, I just need to wrap this one up and go. I never thought I would, would, you know, write more than one book. But then as I realize, you know, writing helps me, I'm like, maybe there is more in me. Who knows? But yeah, I I um I realize it's helping me and I need to just move forward and I want to be able to help others. And so it's not supposed to just stay with me. I need to get it out. And so it was just the push. And I really think you know this, you know, I I'm a firm believer Ike is still with us and his strength you know he Mm -hmm. gave me the strength to go ahead and push through and finally do it he knew I always wanted to and I would have sat around and just not done it forever and forever more so I'm really grateful for
0: that I love it. And I'm glad that you finally have shared a part of your story. And I encourage you to keep writing because it's a great read and a great opportunity for others to be inspired and to just learn how to navigate with the best strength possible their situations. So- This has been great. I just appreciate you sharing your tips and in your story. I know it could be hard. You're still grieving. I know grief is a process that will come in with ebbs and flows and we can never predict when something is going to bring back a strong memory. So I really appreciate you just taking the time to share your story today and to let us have a glimpse of what life was like when Ike was here and also how you're continuing his legacy now that he's gone. -hmm. As a fellow listener of the podcast, you know what's next. Um, (laughs) I have a favorite question I ask all my guests. The name of the podcast is called The Purpose of Money. So Mm -hmm. I want to know what's your purpose for money?
1: My purpose for money is legacy, for sure. It is generational wealth, it is ensuring that my kids don't have to, you know, go through the same struggle that I did, um, as a child, as a young adult, now as an adult paying off student debt, like there's student loan debt. I just really want my children to have a different life, my grandchildren, and even my great grandchildren, you know, like there's no reason that, um, that they should not, walk in different footsteps. And 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 they are. And and I'm very grateful um, for my husband and, and, you know, for him setting the foundation for us. Um, and yeah, they it will be different. It is already different for them. That's um, good. I'm very grateful for that. That's and I, I I do want to, you know, just say like, because I did lose my husband, um, the importance of life insurance. And I know that you you, you know, I know that's your realm too. Um, And, and as early as you know, when you're young and healthy, I know you've talked about that too. It's so, so, so important. You know, fortunately I did have life insurance and he was responsible with insurance and retirement. And um, so he left us in a position, not, you know, in a hard position, fortunately I've been able to Um, Invest those things for my kids' future. So that is what it's for, you know, like, and I just think as soon as you can handle those things because you really, really never know. Ike was super young. He was, you know, in his 20s when he had the first tumor and in his early 30s when he got diagnosed. And um, fortunately, he was covered before that and through. And so I just um, want to reiterate the importance of that too, for sure.
0: I will second that. Uh, Yes, I sell life insurance. And one of the reasons I got into this industry is because I got tired of GoFundMe accounts for funerals. But I also recognize the power in life insurance and getting covered at a young age. Because when my husband and I, the year we were engaged, we got our life insurance. We knew that we'd committed to spend the rest of our lives together. And we have faith. That's how it was going to be. Mm -hmm. So we met with a financial advisor and a life insurance producer the year before we got married to get our affairs in order. And I agree with you. um, Nothing in life is guaranteed. Mm -hmm. No one knows when their health will change Mm -hmm. to a position where they may not be insurable. And Mm so I definitely agree with you. Get covered take care of your family, and get coverage outside of work um, mm-hmm. as soon as possible as well. Because the way that millennials change jobs these days, mm-hmm. you cannot depend on your employer to provide for your family. Yeah. And you don't want to be in a position where you die suddenly and mm-hmm. they are not okay. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you even sharing that because not everyone will be willing to share that they were able to... Mm-hmm. financially survive because mm-hmm. of the action that their spouse took mm-hmm. while they were alive. So kudos to I yes. And letting my kids know,
1: you know, that some people, some people have to leave their homes. You know, we're fortunate we're able to stay in our home and their, their life has not been, I mean, The worst thing has happened. They lost their dad. But additional disruption on top of it has been very minimal. You know, they didn't have to leave their home. They, um, you know, we didn't have to lose our car and things like that, you know. So I I think that's that's very, very, very important in, in teaching them. Um, and showing them the 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 financial responsibility and and what that looks like is very important
0: amen to that mm-hmm. yes girl so i don't want to leave before you tell my listeners how can they find you how can they contact you oh. how can they support you so yeah. drop all your social media social media handles or websites so that folks can look you up Yep, yeah. I
1: am at AmandaMwilson.com, M like Mary. Um, and my social media Facebook, Amanda Wilson, Instagram, AI Wilson08, and Twitter, AI Wilson08.
0: You got it. And I'll make sure to drop all of that in the show notes. And Thank my you. book is on Amazon. Yes, we're going to have a link to your book and your social media platforms in the show notes. So guys, check out the full show notes, but also make sure to follow, like, comment, and buy. You can soar (laughs) by Amanda M. Wilson. A great read and a great opportunity for you guys to see a little bit into her world and be inspired. Amanda, I want to thank you again for being on the Purpose of Money podcast. This has been a blast. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Until next time, guys, keep building generational wealth. Thank you for listening to the Purpose of Money podcast. For more resources and information, check out my website, thepurposeofmoney.com. And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter so you have the latest information on new episodes and blog posts. Until next time, keep creating freedom in your life today.